Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. A uh, bit of a delayed one this time, so we've got two games to talk about. The wins against Newcastle and Leicester. Um, so, a few things to talk about, a few players to talk about, and uh, the the uh, debate that's been raging on Twitter. Um, would you rather play with a lack of possession that we've got at the moment, or play like we did with Pochettino with an exciting game? Um, so talking about that, I've got Mark Sweeney here again uh, with me uh, at 1981Spur. Uh, if you don't follow him, give him a follow on Twitter. Uh, any questions, comments you got on the on the podcast at LTalkTottenham. Um, so without further ado, let's talk Tottenham against Newcastle and Leicester. Hi Mark, welcome back. Thank you Chris, great to be back. We've got a couple of wins to talk about, which yeah. is fantastic. Bit of an odd one this time. We've got two wins to talk about after doing one about a win, which is odd. <laughs> it's a fast, uh, uh, as bad as our season's been, but yeah, two good wins there. Newcastle, they they haven't really got anything to play for at the moment, but you know, I mean, is it completely different if there were fans there because their fans wouldn't have allowed them to rest on their laurels but I don't think they did anyway so they, they attacked us and had a go and it's not an easy place to go and then Leicester obviously fighting for their the last Champions League spot and talk about the game that the stats suggest that we were completely overrunning that and then we just killed them off but I think there's a bit more to it than that but t- two great results and then hopefully it's like we said after the Arsenal game if we can go 100% until the end of the season we're one game away from doing that now yeah, no, we've um, two tricky games really because Newcastle are always a bit of a jinx team for us. Um, yeah, they they beat us this before when they got nothing to play for. The famous season when all we needed to do was get a draw <laughs> to yeah, finish yeah. fourth or above Arsenal, and then we got absolutely whopped by Newcastle. Who I think were relegated at the time, so mm. you know they are a little bit of a bogey team. Um, so it was great to go up there to St James's Park and to, to get the uh, to get the yeah. win. Um, and then obviously Leicester, um, we've got a little bit of history with them as well. So yeah. hopefully, um, not that oh, I want Chelsea to get into the Champions League. It'd be nice to um, to see them fall out of the Champions League for me personally. Yeah. I, I don't think they will. Though. I think Liverpool, City are one and two. I think Chelsea got third and fourth is between Leicester and Man United because they. I think Man United will- I think Man United will take it, and I think Leicester will drop out of the Champions League. Yeah, I, I think so as well. They're looking yeah. quite tired, I think, and, and yeah. so, so not not so much the first goal, but when the second goal went in, I thought they kind of heads dropped a little bit, and then obviously had a bit of a telling off or, or talking to at half time. Uh, and then came out second half and then had another go but we'll get to it in a bit but as for as much as their chances that they had I don't think in the second half they were that clear cut they had a few clear, clear cut yeah. ones in the first half but second half I thought they, they like, did play well didn't they you know I know everyone's yeah. saying, well, we'll get on to it a little bit about possession and everything else well, I didn't think I didn't look at this and wow they were very unlucky from that game they weren't at all no. they, they didn't show any real any real cutting edge or desire did they to be honest yeah. with you and I, I think without Madison there, they're kind of lacking a bit game, of creativity. You know, you, yeah, you said it before the game. Without you know, they rely heavily on Madison and on mm. Vardy. No. Um, without when there's one of them not around, they're not the same team, are they? No, and they're two full-backs, Chilwell and I can't remember the right back now. Oh. Pereira. Pereira, that's it. So yeah. they had two youngsters there who kind of got found out a little bit. Um, mm. 
Yeah, I, I think without them three, certainly, but Madison, the key one, going forward, that they're, they're losing something. And without Madison there, they haven't got the uh, the player who can, uh, without looking up, ping it straight over the top of Vardy to run onto. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still, anyway, it was a really good game. And two games there and four goals for Kane, who looks a completely different player to how he did against Bournemouth. He looks to me like he's really enjoying it now. Um, so if you include the three games with Arsenal, he's had oh, God knows how many chances in the three games compared to literally one touch, I think it was, in the opponent's half against Bournemouth. But you look at his two goals against Leicester in particular, the, the uh, and Kane's goal, not Kane's goal, Son's goal, sorry, the, the energy and desire to sprint up and get into play was something that he wasn't doing earlier. You can argue that, that the fitness was an issue, but... Yeah, certainly Bournemouth, I'm using that as an example. He looked kind of disinterested a little bit, whereas these last two games, he's looked really, really hungry again. Yeah, they all looked disinterested against Bournemouth, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, maybe a bit harsh. I single, a, yeah, I couldn't pick out a player that didn't, but I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, they showed some of the highlights, didn't they, afterwards, and he was just busting the gut to... And on every break, just to try and get into the box, and that's where he should be, really. Yeah. Um, that's where he's most effective and most lethal. Um, that's what we need. I'm no saying that some of the passes that he was putting through, the one that you know, yeah. the, the one that he put through to Son, mm. um, was a fantastic ball. Um, and he's got that in his locker as well. But we, we want him in the box, ideally. Yeah. Um, I, I think it adds great. another thing to his game when you've got. Uh, not not so much Sun's goal, which was a great pass, but the the one in the second half where Sun accidentally slipped. Like that's the one I meant. Yeah, the, oh, one, yeah. the halfway line where he, he, you know, that through ball that he played was was unbelievable. Yeah, that's but, the vision of a, of a world class number ten. Yeah, but you know, it's it a great ball. For yeah. Him. So as much as we'd want him on the end of that, I think with him being able to come deep and do that, and then Sun, and and when he comes mm. back, potentially Ali, making those runs off of him, it it gives us another dimension. But yeah, and his second goal in particular is like the Arsenal goal up the other it end was. of White Hart Lane. But you, you can moan at the defending and, and Son's goal and that goal. I mean, that's just schoolboy defending, isn't it? You, you know those players are right-footed. Keep them on their left. Don't let them get inside. But I, I guess Son's uh, uh, Kane's goal in particular. He gets on his right. You don't expect him to score from there. But then he's used uh, uh, Morgan, hasn't he? So yeah, Schmeichel, great, you look at that, Schmeichel doesn't see it until it's almost flying past him. But but even so, and what he does really well, I think, and, and Messi does this as well, I'm not saying he is better than Messi, but most of their goals are in right in the corner. Yeah. And you look at Kane's two goals there, they were right in the corner. Yeah. Even his yeah. header against Newcastle, which was literally, you know, closer to the goal than I am to my wall at the moment. Mm. He stuck that right in the corner as well, gives him no chance. Mm. He didn't need to do that. He could have just headed that and got good contact and he wouldn't have been able to react quick enough. But he's headed that right into the corner, two goals against Leicester, straight into the corner, although the second one was off the post. Uh, and, yeah. Also, just something I'm talking about, there's another there's three games, three-headed goals as well, isn't it? Mm. Uh, we had one held of Errol against uh, Arsenal and came with two headers against Newcastle. Um, just uh, highlighting the importance of um, getting 
crosses yeah. um, in the team, really. We, I know we spoke about it before with Oriad, um, just slinging in balls, but um, maybe that's, that's the way we're going, relying on set pieces. And mm. When you don't have much possession, you have to rely on things like set pieces, don't you, and uh, quality balls into the box. Yeah. Um, so going off topic a bit there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bergvine cross, he couldn't have asked for a better cross there. I mean, no, you, you, you can say that the defence was poor because they let Bergvine run five metres and then put an unopposed cross in. But it, it was, I mean, as that was coming in, he must have been licking his lips, Kane, knowing I'm scoring a goal here. Yeah, yeah. It was a great ball, wasn't it? All he had to do was yeah. just guide it, really, wasn't it? it was yeah. Brilliant header. But yeah, um, he, he looks hungry ball. again and... I'd love to know how many chances he's had in those three games, Arsenal, Newcastle, Leicester. But that, it, I mean, it's it, it definitely in double figures, which com- compared to the previous games there, all the pundits were saying he's only having one or two touches in the opponent's penalty area. Uh, surprise, surprise, they're not mentioning how many he's having now. Shocking. But yeah, he, he looks really hungry again. Tim Tim Cahill made the point after the Leicester game, didn't he? Well, when we were breaking, we had four players bursting forward. So we're breaking really quickly and really dangerous. And then two of those players, Moore and Son, are lightning quick. I think Kane's deceptively quick. He is quick. No, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he is quick. Uh, yeah. You just don't see it all the time. But, you know, he's scored a few goals. I mean, there's... Oh, a couple of seasons ago where he ran from the half off against, it was against Dortmund in the Champions League mm. um, not last season when we beat them but the season before when I was playing at Wembley I, I was at the game and he scored two goals against them and he sort of run through like from the halfway line really really pacey um, run um, you just don't see it from him every week so yeah. you, like you say it's, it's deceptively quick because you don't see it all the time and then suddenly yeah. you'll just do this but energy um, and as you say, Tim Cahill highlighted it on Match of the Day 2 on Sunday, mm. where you just see him absolutely sprinting, desire to get into the box to pick up any, you know. It was on the Suns, it was on the Suns goal, wasn't it? The yeah, first one yeah. where he just he was absolutely legged it. Mm. Um, you see a lot of players, I think, who, who would play that pass and then kind of watch and admire their pass. Sit back and watch it, yeah. Yeah, whereas he, his first thing, he's played the pass, son's got it, I'm getting up front because there might be a chance of a goal here. Mm-hmm. And then that's what you need as a strike. You need that selfish attitude that I'm going to score the goal. And you know, and that's invariably why they're usually in the right place at the right time. For mm. so, uh, example, that, example that, um... his second goal against Newcastle where he's just, the, the the parry from the keeper has just fallen onto his head. Yeah, but again, that was you know you had to be brave to mm. he, he had to sort of dive at that ball, didn't he? he got he, he got a, a bit of a knee into the into the ribs for his for his bravery. But that again, that shows a bit of desire. Mm. That he's willing to put his head in the way of you know his body on the line to get another goal. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's nice know. that we're breaking play up as well. I think. I can't remember which one. I think it was Kane's first goal against Leicester. It was Son who broke it up on the edge of the area. Poor touch by the defender. But the second goal against Newcastle was Lamella breaking play up and then breaking quickly. Uh, yeah. I thought he'd lost it, Lamella, but he, he did well to get the shot off and jinking the uh, defender the right and then left. And then a lucky parry onto Kane's head. But like I say, the strikers invariably went there on form and good strikers are invariably in the right place at the right time. 
Leicester he scored 16 and 14 games against them so, yeah. so you're a betting person it's a good bet to put on Kane scoring against Leicester you won't get much odds for it though because no. I, I was critical certainly after the Bournemouth game that Kane doesn't look interested so Paul Merson's comments that playing under Jose he'll get fed up and want to leave if, if we keep playing like this the only reason he'll want to leave is because we're not winning trophies but we, we look a real dangerous outfit going forward now. We'll, we'll talk about the defence uh, a bit later on. But going forward now, it, it looks like now, even though we aren't getting as many chances as the opposition, whenever we do get a chance, we're looking like we're going to test the keeper or score a goal. And even if Kane isn't around, Harry Winks played a good pass for a sun run, tipped over by Schmeichel. Yeah. And yeah, it is complete turnaround from when was the Bournemouth get like three weeks ago, or probably not even that actually. But yeah. No, and, and to be honest, I always thought that. Well, I mean, we're talking about where we need to strengthen the stuff, and I thought we both said that you know maybe moving a few players around and like putting the cell side a bit further forward. But the actual the players that we have in in the forward positions, we don't actually need to strengthen. I just think that they was all all of them were just a bit off form. Yeah. None yeah. of them, you know. And, and once you get one or two of them in form, it, it and that brings everyone else up at a level. Um, and, and you know, I, I honestly think that's all it was. And I think that the Bournemouth game. I mean, I was absolutely fuming after that. I know you was, and all the, the fan, the whole fan base. And I'll hold my hand up and say, look, I don't think this is going to work for Mourinho because it, it, that was just terrible. But his foot was a funny game, and now I'm like, well, actually, I can see, I can see what he's doing, and mm. it, it, it's the same with Arsenal. You know, they when we beat them the other week, it was the end of the world for them, and you know, this isn't going to work. And now they've gone and beat them. Um, Liverpool at Man City now they're in FA Cup. You know, things change around very, very quickly in football. Yeah, my, my, my only worry with this style of play is that Arsenal, Newcastle, Leicester, all three teams that have attacked us and we've picked them off on the counter. Bournemouth would be wary of us, so aren't really going to attack us that much. Even so, we should be creating more chances against them there. But like, so my only issue is, will that system work against teams who sit back, which you've then got to think of something else? But It'd be interesting yeah. with Palace because well, last game of the season, their last home game, there's no fans there. Obviously, they got nothing to oh, play for. for but yeah, you'd expect them to attack us in some way. It's one well, of well, those. Sort of football is a, is a funny game that you you know in a week's time it might be back on the oh, bloody Mourinho <laughs> that bloody Palace game. We didn't have a shot on our You know, it could quite easily go that way, couldn't it? Let's be yeah. honest. Obviously, their, their main man is Zaha, who plays on the wing. St. Maximan got quite a lot of joy running at us. We were letting him run at us. The wingers who are in front of Aurier and Davis aren't necessarily tracking back. Sissoko did in the Arsenal game on the right to help Aurier out, but 
Mora for as good as he's been going forward. Talk about him a bit later on as well. Going backwards to help uh, Aurea out. Certainly the first half against uh, Leicester, and then whoever was on the uh, left side help in front of Davis wasn't really helping out there. Uh, I think Mora got told at, at half time to do that more for to help Aurea, and then. They didn't really have that much joy going there. But the, the, the brilliant save by Loris from Perez all came from Aurea being exposed. Yeah, yes, it did. Um, and it was a great, it was, it was a fantastic save. They didn't really, I don't think they give it the credit that it actually deserved. No. It was an absolutely world class save. Because mm. um, that was. That, as soon as it hit his foot, uh, left his foot, sorry, I thought well, that's a goal all day long. Mm. Um, and it was such a great save. Um, but yeah, it was another Aurea um, mistake, really. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure it was an Aurea mistake, though, to be honest. I, I, th- I think it's he's not getting the backup because they seem to target him, certainly first half. And Moore was kind of jogging back, nowhere to be seen. So I think he, he he needs whoever's playing on there, like Sissoko against Arsenal, needs to track that. But then that's not. Yeah, not you're probably right. It's it's you're not just right. Moore's fault. Aurea's got to tell him, and then Jose's got to see that as well. And um, that's what I said to you. The, I don't know whether the last part of the pod before that. I just think that is such a <sighs> critical position. He's so relied upon that right back position that. Yeah, if he isn't get, he isn't disciplined enough, I don't think to to play it because he didn't. It, it, mm. Like you say, they will be targeting him anyway, I'm sure. But he just it, that he always just seems so exposed down the right. Mm. Um, and and I, I've said to you before, I'm, I am overly critical of Aurea because I've just got a beer in my bonnet about him now. So every mistake <laughs> that he makes, I I have to highlight it. Yeah. Um, so I sort of notice every single thing that he does. Um, because I am overly critical on him, to be honest with you, and I'll, I'll yeah. hold my hands up on that. Um, but I just, we just, we so need to just strengthen that. We that do need another thing. right back, but I, I think he gets a bit of a harsh deal. And I think not helping him there, I think, is an issue. Against Newcastle, the goal that Richie scored, fantastic finish. That was nothing to do with that. That was, I don't know why he was in the middle there, Orvier. And then the clearance was awful. But then, being what had happened to him a couple of days before, I'll let him off. I think the yeah. professionalism he showed to actually want to play after he should I, really I, be I, going home and being with his family if he's allowed. I think he deserves credit for that. And against he Leicester, deserves so, huge. Yeah, he deserves so, absolutely so. huge credit for, for turning yeah. up and showing up because a lot um, there'd be a lot of professionals. I wouldn't blame them that wouldn't. He does make mistakes, no question. The Newcastle one, I'll let him off if we'd have lost that game. I'm sure I would have been so forgiving. But but uh, there was, it, was obvi- it was obviously going to play on his mind, some stuff. So But it was a mistake, and he does make mistakes. I, I just think he needs some help as well sometimes. Because, because he makes those mistakes, teams will target him because they know that they're... they're you know, so I think he needs the person coming back and... and Tracking back, like Aaron Lennon was the best winger that I've seen in terms of tracking back. 
Uh, he, he helped Carl Walker out or Chorluca out or Jim Bonda out, whoever yeah. was there whenever he who was playing. Yeah. He, he always tracked back. And yet he was yeah. still a threat going forward. Although we, we did have a lot more of the ball than we're, we're having in this team. But, but yeah, I did but certainly in the second half, it looked like Mora did track back. But yeah, but yeah, I don't want to be over overly critical of Mora because he, he he looks like going forward a completely different player as well. He's like got this vision that I never knew he had, and he's now affecting games. Like Leicester, he was involved in every goal. He set up two Kane goals with the assist, but he broke up the play. Uh, we headed it out to Kane for the first goal and Kane then passed it to Son who did the best. But he, he's affecting games. He also had that clearance from a corner which he belted up upfield which just looked like a rush clearance but he'd obviously seen Kane uh, pulling off the back of Morgan. Uh, yeah, he's a completely different player now. Oh, I mean, I've always liked Moore anyway. Mm. Um, again, he's just another one that I think was just a bit out of form, a bit low on confidence. Um, there's, there's a lot that's happened to that to that team, really. Uh, and we don't know the kind of effect that we don't we don't know what's going on with this Amazon lot and you know yeah. how heavily involved they are behind the scenes and what kind of. I don't want to make excuses for them, because, but we don't know, do we? No. How uh, what's happening behind the scenes at the minute and, and what what Amazon are picking up with it? And if someone was, if you were in like a Big Brother type bloody scenario with someone filming your everyday work I wouldn't particularly like it because I'm, no. <laughs> I'm making up a state you don't know, you know and if they're getting just for example if you're getting bollocks behind the scenes if that is going on it's not nice is it no, no. you're getting told off in your work but I, I, I'm just speculating here um, that could you know there could be a lot of things we don't know about why certain players are not performing mm. um and what's going on, but we just don't know. Yeah. Um, it could even be something so simple as uh, they've spent five years in a certain system, about to adjust yeah. to a new system. But like, oh, yeah. I think th this system that we're playing, certainly going forward, we don't have a lot of the ball, and it may be boring, and then you know, it's slightly worrying that we're conceding chances, whether they're clear cut ones or not, which we'll get into in the second half here. But in terms of going forward, it's suiting Kane, it's suiting Son, it's suiting Mora. Because they're getting chances and being, and, and the, the 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 pass was Kane's first goal it looked like a simple pass, didn't it? But if you look at it, he, he's played that at such a weight and an angle that Kane literally runs onto it without having to break stride. Yeah, the uh, for the third one, the, the one where you know, oh yeah, that was a bad pass. pass. <laughs> it was a bad pass. Was a bad pass. <laughs> when he played that, I was like, oh, what is that? What are you doing? Why are you pushing him so far out wide? Yeah. Um, but but I, I think as well, in fairness to him, there, I'm going to defend him there because I had a pop at him for not helping Oria. But what I will say is, it shows that he's looking up for the pass now. Was how many times? Can, it, yeah, yeah. How, how many times have you been able to count this season that Moore has run with the ball and it's kind of got stuck yeah. underneath his feet and he loses it whereas at least that one it wasn't the greatest pass Kane's made it look like a good pass but it, yeah. but at least he's looking up and looking for people to pass to rather than just trying to do it all himself yeah, true. that's true but yeah I, I just think he, the, the vision that he showed I never knew he had that hmm. I mean because yeah, the Newcastle game the, the Suns goal 
all started from Mora trying to thread a ball through, which didn't quite come off, but the ricochet and the rebounds and all that have then fallen to, I think it was Lacelle, uh, Kane, wasn't it, who played it to Lacelle and son scored. So, yeah, so I, I, I think he, he gets a lot of flack, Mora. I do think he needs to track back if he's playing on the wing. But going forward, he looks a completely different player. Yeah, as I say, I agree with you. I think all three of them, Son, Kane and Moira, they, they, all, they all look good to me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they've all, they've all contributed um, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the two games, haven't they? Once more has not scored, he's certainly he's put on the assist, hasn't he? So, hopefully he can, he can get on the score sheet against Palace. Yeah, yeah. But he deserves a goal, doesn't he, for his work rate yeah. and his, his um, contributing. But what, what we've got now with M3, not, not exactly the same, but like, Bear with me here. You look at Liverpool, Salah, Firmino, Mane. None of them are actual not out-and-out number nines. We've got one. But yeah. you look at Man United, uh, Rashford, uh, what's the young Martial. kid's name? Martial. What's that? Greenwood. Greenwood. Again, yeah. I don't think any of them are out-and-out number nines. But then we've got essentially an out-and-out number nine and two players yeah. similar to those six that I've mentioned. Yeah. All going forward, all can score, all can create. Yeah. And I think we've got a real, real potent attacking threat. And then just behind that, you've got the Celso, who, like Tim Cahill mentioned, is making the unselfish runs to create the space. Uh, but if it does fall to him, he's got vision to be able to play those passes. And it's only a matter of time until he scores his first Premier League goal. Yeah, and then we, and then we've got four people and then you've got like Bergwijn to come in Lamella to come in Ali to come in if one of them isn't pulling their way so I, I think going forward we're looking really good at the moment where does Ali fit into that though because when you look yeah. at the profile of a, of a Moira and the Son they're quick they're quick yeah. at um, forward players, whereas Ali isn't that isn't that type? Does he fit into well, yeah, the Mourinho team? I, I don't know. To be yeah. honest, well, I, 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 I don't think he does. No, well, I, I said on this uh, a couple of episodes ago. I can't remember which one. I think mm. next season is a big, big season for Ali. Mm. I think if he if he doesn't do much, he could be moved on. So it's time for him to show what he's all about again. But yeah, he he hasn't got the pace. So he's more yeah. of a make the unselfish run because his 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 best part of his game, I think, isn't on the ball; it's off the ball. So, yeah. if, so even if he he has to replace the Celso, he hasn't got the passing ability. Even if he has to replace the Celso, I mean. he can make those Where unselfish runs to create the space. Because off the ball is his. Um, but then it, it's good as well. You got like you got the three there. And and Lacelso so four, but then you've got three waiting in the wing, so it creates um, competition. Which having a stale squad, we don't buy anyone. Everyone knows who the first eleven is. Whereas now, you know, if, if one of them three, <laughs> four, uh, Kane probably excluded in that, but if one of those other three doesn't pull their weight, you've got someone waiting to come in. So that will just create competition. Like I have to play well here, otherwise I'm going to be out of the team. And I think competition like that is only healthy for a football team. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I don't like what I, you mentioned. We've spoken about it before with Ali. I don't necessarily want him to go, but he is mm. one where I just look at and think, well, actually, mm. I'm not sure where he fits in. And yeah. if you could get decent money for him, 
um, then he would be one I would consider. I, I don't want him to go, no. but I would consider if someone, if you know, we got decent money and we had a replacement that would would fit better, um, then it'd be one I'd maybe be looking at. But I, I think wherever he goes, he will have a great career. Yeah, um, I think he is a very, very talented player. Mm. Um, but he might even need just a bit of a a, a refresh if he, you know, yeah, yeah. a bit stale and a bit. Uh, either he can find that with us and, and kick on again, or perhaps he needs he needs a move. But I do think wherever he goes, he'll be a great player. Yeah, his injuries don't help because you don't get any consistency there, do you? Stop, start, stop, start all the no. time. But yeah, I know what you're saying with Willie. Does he fit into this system? Because our system looks like quick counter attacks, and he's not. Quick. Yeah. But yeah, it remains to be seen. But I think it's a big season for him next season if he can get his fitness on track. Yeah, I don't think he will go. To be honest with you, I think no, like, not yeah, this I summer. Marino, no. I think Marino actually likes him. Mm. I just don't. Um, I just don't see where he's going to get so many games. But you know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe the system would. Slightly adapt next season. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so, mentioning Ali there, where does he fit in? That links into a, another thing. I thought it's, it's quite nice. I think that we've had three games on the trot where he's had exactly the same team. Uh, obviously, that Sanchez in for Dyer isn't his decision. That's forced upon him. So it remains to be seen whether Dyer's is preferred centre back or Sanchez. But I, I like the same team. It creates like you know. It creates competition for the people on the bench to, you know, in training and when I come on, show what I can do. And then it creates uh, communication for the 11 on the pitch, certainly in the defence. So do, do you think what he's got at the moment, if uh, for the sake of argument, ignore transfers. So say this was uh, like at the end of the transfer window on January and this is the squad he's got. Do you think this is the best team he's got? And he knows his best team because it looks to me like he's got a system he wants to play, and now he trusts the players in the team to play that system, and it's up to the others to force their way in. Um, possibly. Uh, I don't know whether he prefers Bergwijn to Moira because hmm. uh, I know that he said that Bergwijn has got a little bit of an injury. Hmm. Um, but I, I, I've said we both said that. Then Moira and Burns, they're much of a muchness, really. Mm. I think they're quite interchangeable. Mm. He, he's always been a fan of Moira, though, isn't he? He's, yeah, yeah. I think he tried to sign him when he was at United. He was at Madrid. Yeah. He was at Madrid oh, was when yeah. he went to PSG. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Mm. I don't see... Uh, I would personally stick with Sanchez. Like you've said, he, he hasn't mm. done anything um, to warrant being dropped. Uh, yeah. He's been OK. He's been quite steady. And I think, like you say, it builds a bit of consistency when you've got the same especially in defence to be honest yeah, and again yeah. we, we have said before about Sanchez where he's in and out of the team and that, that you know whereas in his first season when, which is his best season mm. he was consistently in the team yeah. um, so you know oh, I've only got one game left but I would play if they're all fit I would stick with that exact same team Mm, and I, think would well. against I wouldn't be putting Dyer back in. That's that's for yeah. sure. Um, I, he signed I, a new contract today, didn't he? Yeah, that's um, good news as well. I like Dyer. He's yeah, got versatile as well. He is. He can play a number of different positions. He's a utility player. He can play a number of different positions. He's still young. He was looking better. He was mm. looking better. And we were all disappointed when he got that ban because actually he wasn't looking too bad. He made yeah. a few uh, mistakes, but you know he was looking good. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm pleased that he signed the new contract, yeah. but I, I certainly wouldn't be putting back in the team. No, I, I, I think unfortunately for him, him going out meant that Alderweireld had to come in. And he's completely shored up our defence. And I've been saying for ages with with Sanchez, he needs that old head to kind of show him the ropes yeah. a little bit while he's young. And I think yeah. that's part of the reason why Sanchez has uh, looked good because he's not making the decisions that he normally have to make when he's the most experienced one there. Because out of field's making the decisions on what line to take when to push up and and all of that business. And I think he that looks so much better. Yeah, and I think with this team that he's got now. I think I mentioned it, I can't remember who I mentioned it about. It might have been about Man United under Ferguson. But I think he's got a spine. Oh, no, it was uh, Mourinho when he was at Chelsea. It looks to me he's starting to get a spine now of players he can trust. Like if if Loris, we'll talk about him later on as well. So he, he's looking good and solid again now, although he'll probably drop a clanger now I've said that. But he's looking quite good now. Out of field, you can trust. I think he trusts Winks. The Celso, I think he trusts. And then Kane, obviously, playing like he is at the moment. So I think he's started to get a spine now of players that he can trust going through the team and it's filtering the rest of the players around. And in a similar way, I think I mentioned it with Czech, Terry, Lampard and Drogba and then Costa uh, when he was at Chelsea. And then you filter the players around that and then those players are the ones you can trust that they'll make sure all the others are in line. Yeah, I'm just not sure why he, why he didn't start with Alderweireld from, mm. from day one against Man United. But yeah, we, yeah. again, it's, it's, it's possibly he's, he's getting old now. Yeah. He's getting old now, so maybe it was like okay, bring the next generation through. But I think mm. that, that that certainly Sanchez isn't at that level yet to be the leader in the defence. No, he's not. And and I, I think, think I, I, although I do think Dyer's a bit of a leader, but I just mm. don't think he's um, he's not an accomplished centre back. No. You know. You want him there when you've got someone who I think on certainly in his prime as a world class defender in Alan Averroes. Mm. Um, I would have I would have started him, but I, I don't know. We, we yeah. again we don't see what happens in training. Maybe they had a bit of a yeah. knock, or you know they 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 do a, a huge amount, don't they, with um, sports scientists mm. and um, and everything else and red zones and all that kind of stuff. So perhaps he wasn't he wasn't ready to to come straight back in. But we certainly looked a lot more solid yeah. with him at the back leading things. And, and like you say, I'm sure he's talking to Sanchez and telling him where to go yeah. and everything else. So yeah. um, And Sanchez yeah. can only benefit from that, I think, in the, in the long term, having someone like that talking to him. But with, with Dyer as well, I think it's good he's versatile, but I think versatility is a bit of a poison chalice sometimes because you don't train in one specific position and learn that position inside out. You're constantly yeah. learning another one. So Dyer's playing in midfield and he's playing a centre-back and he's playing in midfield. And, and, and where you look at Alderweireld, he only ever plays... Well, he, he played at right-back, didn't he, uh, uh, for Belgium? And, and so yeah. let's not use him, but Sanchez only ever plays at centre-back. So every day in training, he's learning centre-back stuff. Yeah, I don't think I, I can't see Dyer moving around again now. I think no. he, I think he will stay at centre back now. Mm. Um, I, I think he's um, he's defensive midfielders, or even he's played at right back before as well. When he first came to us, he was a right yeah, back. Yeah. Um, his first game against West Ham, he played right back and scored a goal. Uh, but I, I think now, I think he's probably. I think that maybe that might be. You know, I'll sign a new contract, but I want to be a centre back. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
we'll see. No, I, I think that will help him if he just sticks to one position and isn't. I mean, you can always uh, stick him into a position like midfield if absolutely necessary because we don't have anyone else for a game or two. Yeah, you know, but he has twenty yeah. games before that at centre back. Yeah, I think now he is a centre back, and I think that's 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 what it will be going yeah. forward. Yeah, it's good to see his comments after the uh, contract signing. Like, I want to be the best player in my position in the world, which points to your suggestion that he wants to be a centre back, and I'm here to win trophies, same as the manager. So, points to your suggestion, which I agree with that he is a winner, mm, and we need winners in that team. He's always come across like that, hasn't he? That he's, uh, I remember, uh, so when we came out and said it, I think it was in the, the, when we were challenging Leicester, um, it might not have been, but we just beat someone, a big team, and he sort of said, oh, you know, we don't like it when people say things about Tottenham yeah, and all this kind yeah. of stuff. Um, I wish I remembered who it was against, but I love that. Yeah. I love that for him. Like, mm. you know, we would want to get rid of that tag. You know, King keeps bloody going about it now. Oh, it's Tottenham, it's dead. Did you see Jose's? Um, there was a clip going on around on Twitter. It was when Ericsson was oh, there, mate. so I don't know how long ago it was. The C, the C word. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. As, as rude as it is, it's, it's kind of good to see that because he's he's right. Where you can't be nice people on a football pitch. But, no. But yeah, and and obviously that was when Ericsson was there. So that has got to be literally in the first month or two that he was I so. there, yeah. which you know. People know from Pochettino that when he first joined, it took at least a year for his uh, philosophy to get over. And I think we're starting to see that now. Because I, I was thinking about it the other day, the silly fouls that we give away, they are silly and they're in dangerous areas. But he's showing a little bit of a nasty streak. Yeah. And we did, and I know people have said, oh, you know, Pochettino, but we did have actually. He, he, we were quite a nasty team under Pochettino mm. as well at times. I mean, who, who used to get the Battle of the Bridge? Yeah. Well. I, know, I know that was more of a, oh, this is all bloody over now, and they sort of lost their heads a little bit. But we did have we did have a little bit of a nasty mm. edge to us at times under Pochettino. But I do think we were a bit too, you know, I, I think on each other as well. You know, yeah. we, we said it after um, the Son and Lloris yeah. You never see anything like that under... Um, yeah. Under under Pochettino, and I think that's really helped us actually. I think the ball, as much as I hated it, the Bournemouth and the, the, the Sheffield United game, I do actually think that's been a bit of a reality check. And I think the bollockings yeah. that have been dished out, um, 
I mean, it is one of the reasons now that I've changed my mind about the Amazon thing because I do want to watch exactly what's been said <laughs> and why, why they've now started to react and it seems to be working now. Um, I just want to see what has been said behind the scenes to yeah. to get that sort of kickstarted again. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's um, it was quite funny to see to see that clip of Mourinho. Yeah, um, so I, I, I'm quite looking forward to it now. The Amazon. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually quite looking forward to next season now. But, yeah, being the way that we're playing at the moment, we're getting into the second half. You know, is possession is this way of playing without possession better? We'll get into that in the second half. But in terms of we, we look, we've got a bit of a killer instinct now. I think, and we're looking good going forward. Even against Man United and West Ham, after this, just after this restart, I thought we looked good going forward. We looked dangerous going forward, and and certainly in the last couple of games, we, we, I mean, if you after Sheffield United, I think we've only conceded two goals, haven't we? And that was a blast from Lacazette and a blast from Richie. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, you know, and it's still early days in the Mourinho era as well. Where it's, you know, so you could argue that the Sheffield United and Bournemouth, you, when Pochettino took over, we played some games which looked amazing where we closed everybody down. And then other games, we just weren't at it at all. So that was, again, the, the inconsistencies that come from trying to understand the system. And I would bet you if you talk to any Liverpool fan in the first year of uh, Jurgen Klopp, there were some games where they look like they do now. And other games where they look like we did against Sheffield United, and it takes time. Not not to say that it's acceptable because they were just absolutely shocking games, Sheffield United and Bournemouth, with all, all respect to those teams. But I, I, I'm generally quite looking forward to next season now because it looks to me like Mourinho's way of playing is rubbing off on the players, and they're understanding it and they've bought into it. Yeah, I agree. I, famous I agree. last words. Obviously, we could end up going no, five, five losses out of five next season. But that's why I made the point, really, that things change around so quickly in mm. football. You know, we were we were tearing our hair out the other week when we played Bournemouth, and I think mm. both of us were sort of thinking this ain't going to work. You know, well, I certainly was. I'll hold my hands up. I was, I was like, yeah. this isn't going to work. This isn't going to happen. And since then, we've had three wins, um, and you know, for me. Um, I can certainly see now what what he wants the team to do. Um, it's it's clear it wasn't clear to me before. Uh, I know you mentioned it, but you know we'll do the, how we played against Man United. And, and it wasn't clear to me, but now I'm looking at it and going, actually, I can this this is making sense to me, and yeah. I can see that the players seem to be buying into it. So I'm excited for next season as well. Once yeah. I've seen, you know, he's got a few more of his own players in. Yeah. Um, it's certainly going to be interesting. Um, yeah. I, you know, it certainly looks. I, I don't know. Sorry, oh, sorry, I cut you off there. Carry on. No, no. I was just saying I don't really know when the new season's going to begin as well. That's not the yes, it, Well, they're, they're talking about mid-September, aren't they? And then there's a, I think a twelve-week period. No, it can't be right. Twelve week. That's three months. But a, a, a little period of maybe eight weeks or so where the transfer windows open. I think the transfer window is open until October, so it opens on the 27th of July, and it's open till uh, sometime in October. Right. Okay. They've, annou- they've announced they've announced that, uh, but they haven't announced when the actual new season begins. But to be honest, I mean, for me, um, I, I think September, middle of September, will be a good time. This could be like a bit of a pre-season. 
Um, and I know that the players haven't had a, you know, they, let's, let's, let's be honest, they've had a, a long enough break. I know it's not the same. Yeah. They, haven't <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't had one. But look, who has, Chris? Just be honest. Yeah, yeah. Not, none of us have. You know, you've, I know you've had, you know, well, I won't go into your personal circumstances, <laughs> but, you know, um, there's been plenty of people in the country that have been furloughed and, you know, yeah. it's, not the same. it's not the same, it's is not it? It's not the same. It is, it is the same. Um, but, I, you know, that's, that's, the reality of the world that we've had this year um, and whilst I do think they need a bit of a break you know I think they're going to have to realise that obviously we need there's a Euros next summer yeah. um, so we do have to fill it in so they're not going to be able to have a massive break and I think there obviously won't be the tours that we usually go on and, and a long no. pre-season so I think we need to whilst they've had you know these, these nine games also they've got they've still got the the teams have still got Champions League and Europa mm. and everything else. Yeah. Um, we shouldn't really. Be real... We shouldn't really need a pre-season because they should be. This fit is what I mean. This, this is what so I'm saying. Pre-season. Would you have pre-season normally? It's like, is it three months or something? Some Come back in July like and then they're playing again in September. Yeah. So you know, if they don't need they, this, is like a mini pre-season. Yeah. Um, so they need to just get cracking with it. Really, yeah. I think. It'd be nice to get a few players in, yeah, that like he says, like Hoiberg, which you get a lot of Spurs fans going, Oh, what are we going for him for? He's no good. Like he, he was he was in the team that, you know, lost uh, <laughs> eight nil to Leicester, you know. Nine, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was nine, wasn't it? Yeah. But like, you know, Danny Ings was in that Give him credit. Yeah. Give him credit there, but, you know, Danny Ings was in that team. What a terrible player he's turned out to be. And you know oh, Leic- yeah. before Leicester went on a steamrolling thing, Southampton got a man sent off, and, and you know, but yeah. I, I, I don't understand that. Like some some fans just wanting these like marquee signings, like yeah, when they when they bought them, Leicester, Riyad Mahrez, and N'Golo Kante were unknown people, and, and Jamie Vardy, completely unknown people. They ended up being the three that basically won them the league. Yeah. So you don't necessarily Man United as well. Apart from Man United fans, no one really knew who Beckham, Giggs, the Neville's, Skulls as well. You know. So I, I don't buy into that. You have to buy the the. That's what scouts earn their money for. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think I must admit I did um, turn my nose up a little bit today when I see that they want thirty five million for him for a player yeah. in who's got one year left yeah. on the contract. But then you, you can't really argue with them about that because it's he's their player. They don't really want to sell him. They're perfectly within yeah, their rights my, my, to, to charge that. But but what they risk... My thinking with that is, can you get a better player for yeah. 35 to £40 million? And I'm not saying you can, yeah. but um, because as I told you the other week, I don't know enough about world football to, to, yeah. to give yeah. you a name. But I know that Valencia are in financial trouble, aren't they? have got that uh, yeah. We've been chasing for a while. I don't know whether he's any better than Hoyberg, yeah. to be honest with you. The, the good um, thing with Hoyberg is, is, yeah, is the good thing with Hoyberg, he knows the Premier League inside out now. Like, oh, but, sorry, Chris. I'm watching oh, the game. I don't get anyone in the background. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just scored. Sorry. I, th- sorry. I thought you vehemently uh, disagreed with my point. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he, he knows the Premier League inside out now. And I don't think he'll go for 35 because Everton are in it now, bid 25, and I think we're bidding 25 as well. But what Southampton risk is for a season, they end up with a player who's really unhappy and then they risk 
you know, a situation where I'll just I'll just see my contract out, like like an Ericsson kind of thing was going to do. So I, I don't think he'll go for thirty-five. I don't think they'll. No, get I, I really want him. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I've said to you weeks and weeks ago that he's the one player I think that we really need. Yeah. To be honest, and I agree with you. He's got that. Pre- he will come straight in. He has Premier League experience. I've never heard him speak. I'm assuming he speaks really good English. He's Danish. Yeah. They usually do. Um, he wants to play for us. He wants to be there. Mm. Um, I, I, it was just the first, I agree. I don't think he will go for thirty-five because mm. I'm pretty sure Levy ain't gonna pay that for a player. No. But it'll be all that pissing about again. Um, yeah, yeah. That we're gonna we're gonna get, which is just just irritates people yeah, and, and, and clubs and everything else um, but I, I do definitely want him but I was just thinking you know if it is 35 is that is there a better player out there with with the stuff that's going to be happening with yeah. Covid and, and financial troubles I don't again I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure either but yeah I, I just but, hope that if, if we if he really wants Hoiberg Mourinho he takes his own advice with that video and isn't nice about it and goes, okay, Levy, if you don't want to pay that, don't. He he, yeah. he forces him to essentially pay what we need to to get him. But, yeah. Uh, I think it'd be a good play. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to turn this football off because Arsenal just nearly scored. I don't know how that hasn't gone in. I'm not even bothered about Arsenal. I think if we win our games... Yeah, we know. should get in the Europa League. But... Well, you say that. Yeah, but if they win not. the cup, then, you know. But... Yeah, but I don't want that. But anyway, yeah, sorry. I won't, I won't, yeah. um, I won't uh, make <laughs> any right. noises again. That's I won't, right. I promise. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it'd be interesting who else he wants in as well, Jose, but I haven't really... I've done a little bit of homework. Oh, right. Because okay. you, you asked me... Um, you asked me last time because I said about the right back, and you said, "Well, who would you get in?" And I said, oh, well, right. "I don't know." I don't know. Aaron's, Aaron's, Aaron's I wouldn't get. They want thirty million for him. I wouldn't you could, either. You could probably get no, him for I cheaper wouldn't. than that now. They've gone down, but I don't think he's um, going to be any better than Orvia, to be honest. No, I agree, and I, that's not the one. So I know that there's someone we've been linked with, and I, I, I did a little bit of cheating. I'm not going to be able to credit the guy, but I see someone on uh, on Twitter earlier on saying that they wanted us to get. Uh, is it Timothy Castan at Atlanta, the right back? I probably right. mispronounced that totally. He's uh, he's a Belgian. Um, I know nothing about. It. The only reason they said it was that his uh, percentage on crossing was really good. Yeah. Um, and he's a right back, so he, he, I, we've definitely been linked with him. Mm. Um, and I've done my usual YouTube scouting, and he looks like a world class player. So we have to sign. Mm. We have to get him. Yeah. We have to get him in. But how much um, is he going to cost? Are they in the Champions League again at Atlanta? Because they were this season, weren't they? I think they're yeah, still in it, aren't they? I don't know, actually. I'm not. I, well, I, you mean as in now? As in they're yeah, you know, when they do this like mini World Cup kind of thing. I think. Yeah. Are they still in it? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where they are in the league either. But yeah. yeah, I don't know whether they're still in it or not. They won one nil tonight. I know that. Mm. So they're right. They're second. They're second in Syria. Oh really? Yeah. So yeah, it might, it might be tricky persuading him to come then. But then Mourinho is a bit of a pull factor, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, to some players Atlanta, anyway. Some I don't players. think he'd be on a massive amount of money at Atlanta, to be honest with you. No. Um, and yeah, he did play tonight. Um, so yeah, I think he's one that wouldn't cost an arm and a leg to get, and I think we could potentially persuade him to come. Hmm. Um, 
I think that would be good as well. Joking. I'm only joking. I've never seen the guy. I've never seen the guy play a minute of football. To be honest with you, <laughs> um, I was just I was just interested to see that he's um, his percentage on on uh, crosses and accuracy and all that kind of stuff was quite a good stat. Yeah. And he looked alright on YouTube. I have no idea whether he's a no. <laughs> player. It, 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 it would create competition, is something I've said before, and I've say again, create competition yeah, for Orvier, wouldn't it? Because I, I think with Orvier at the moment, there's no one to replace him. No. So it's kind of Walker Peters, but well, yeah. Well, even then, he's still no. on loan, and unless we terminate the loan deal, which there's no one to replace him at the moment. So the, the competition isn't there for Orvier because he knows he's going to play. Yeah, yeah. So I think you bring someone else in, certainly if he starts making mistakes again, it's like, well, you're not going to be in the team, are you? You're going to be out. You're going to have to force your way back in. Forces him to work and then think about things a bit more. Mm. I think, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know nothing about this guy, but I've just yeah. seen that he's been linked to a person. He, he seems... Um, yeah, he seems like an attacking fullback. Um, well, that's how we so play, nice. don't we? So that's not a bad thing. No, but I agree with you that I think Mourinho just needs to be a bit heavy with Levin. So look, this is the player that I want. I don't want the the, the third choice um, defensive midfielder. I want my first choice. Yeah. Like Klopp, you know, Klopp's been. They, they seem to have a good relationship. Him and the owners there, mm. and the, you know, he gets to you know, this, this is who I want, and they just go and spend the money. You know. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think a lot of people laugh when they signed Van Dyke, me included, for bloody £80 million for, for Van Dyke. He isn't that bloody good. He looked mm. all okay at Southampton, but £80 million, Are you joking me or what? But <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's proved everyone com- right. You know, well, him and the goalkeeper no. completely transformed. Their, their, they were leaking goals left, right, centre, weren't they, before those two mm. turned up, and now they've completely shut up shop, really. So I think, you know, that, that he, uh, uh, say I agree with you, that I think he just needs to be strong with Levy and say that this is who we need. Mm. Go make it happen. Um, yeah. And it's not, you know, whilst I say 35 million is a lot, it's not, you know, it's not 80 million, for example, that they pay for Van Dyke. It's a position that we need. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just get it bloody done, really. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm hoping. How much are you really going to save? Yeah, because when's the final game? What we we're recording this on Tuesday. Final game Sunday. Hmm. So get it done on Monday or yeah. before. There. Because the season's going to start. You know, we're saying September, but it's going to come around quick. Hmm. It's going to give him a chance to come in, meet the team, do some training. Because hmm. he needs to get up and running straight away. Because he's yeah. our only, he'll be our only defensive midfielder. So yeah, he's a vital position. Um, and do we need to get another one? <laughs> I don't know because mm. if he gets injured, there's no one else to fulfil that. Yeah. We found that out. You know, we don't want Dyer there anymore. Mm. Who else? I know. You know, Ned Winks sort of doing it, and whether he does see Skip as a defensive midfielder, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, there's a lot of um, there's a lot to happen in the transfer market. I think. Yeah, we've got to be proactive in it. I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we'll take a little break there and uh, come back, talk about a few other players. Uh, and then the argument that's come from, on Twitter certainly, from uh, the way we've been playing, with lack of possession, but getting results. Uh, some people wanting uh, 
to get results with more possession. So talk about that. Um, yeah, so back in a bit. And we're back. So let's talk about a few of the other players. So we, we mentioned him right at the end, just before the break. Um, talked about uh, Dyer signing a new contract. Contract Another player who signed a new contract, Oliver Skip, who Mourinho has uh, described as being a future Tottenham captain. Uh, it's good news as well, one for the future. And uh, maybe he's grooming him in training uh, to be that, that kind of defensive midfielder, to either play there full time or, or be the understudy to someone like a Hoiberg who comes in. But it's good that he signed a new contract. Do you agree? Yeah, uh, I've said to you before that I've not seen enough of him to really comment on what his best position is. But he always looks—he always looks pretty so, so young, and he's always—he doesn't look out of place, does he? When he no. comes on, he looks good on the ball. Cameos, he does. Looks and comfortable he works with it. He works. He works tirelessly as well. Um, so yeah, I think that's really a really good um, mm. move. I'm really happy that he's done that. Um, Mourinho knows his stuff, and if he's saying, you know, potentially a future captain, they've obviously been keen to get him signed to another contract, and they're very impressed with him. Um, yeah. So, yeah, good news, definitely. Yeah. And it's talk as well, Tanganga signing the new contract. I think he's got one year left, so they're offering him 15,000, which a lot of people saying it's an insult, but like, I'd snap someone's wrist off. They said, I'll give you 15,000 a week. Yeah. But like, he's young as well. Like, there's a risk with these young players as well. When they're, I don't know what he's on at the moment, Tanganga. But you, you say he's on five thousand a week. You give him fifty thousand a week. You've seen time and time again, haven't you? Young player, not just young players. Like Justin Bieber being an example as well. These young people who don't have that much money, all of a sudden, get huge amounts of money, completely go off the rails because they don't know how to handle it. So it could, I, know it could... Be- I know you're a big Bieber fan. So oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure about that. One, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, I think, uh, 15, I think £15 grand is, is a fair... Mm. Uh, and, and if he performs, yeah, he'll get a pay rise, wouldn't he? I, th- yeah, I, yeah. Do. I think you, you, you stick him up to 50,000, that'll be in the news. And it's, uh, the news will be like, oh my god, that's a lot of money for a, a 20 year old or whatever he is who's only played a handful of games. So I think yeah, it's a kind well. of stepping stone system, yeah. With no guarantees that he's gonna even, no. Be a regular start of the Tottenham. So I think yeah. fifteen thousand pound on a I don't know how long the contract says, say three, three, four year contract at fifteen yeah. grand a year yeah. is a is a risk for us as a, and it's a good wage for him. And if he performs, yeah. he'll after, get an increase. Yeah, after after year, two years, yeah. Yeah, we, we've seen it with Kane where he got a new contract. He signed one pretty rapidly after that because he proved himself. Yeah, I think Ali did as well, didn't he? Yeah, and it's just it's it's a. Uh, here you go, son. There's, there's your fifteen grand. You go and prove that you're worth more. Yeah, and if you don't want to sign it, then you know I wouldn't be breaking the bank to keep him. I like him. Hmm. I think he's got huge potential. He looks really good, and another one who can who can play a, a, a few different positions. Hmm. And I think he definitely has a future with us. But you know, I think yeah. fifteen thousand for well, how old is he? I'm 21? not sure. Yeah, twenty or twenty-one, I think. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a, a fair. Um, starting yeah. wage for him, and 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 you know there'll be performance. Um, he does it all the performance in the levy with his contract, so there'll be yeah. incentives 
incentives for him to, you know, clean sheet bonus and, a, you know, whatever it is, yeah. an appearance fee and everything else. So that would definitely be bumped up uh, if he plays and performs. Um, so, you know, hopefully he'll sign. We'll see. Yeah, I, 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 it just made me laugh when I saw 15. Is that all? And it's like, you, you just, you're just judging it by the fact that, you know, Kane's five years old, five, six years older and gets like 200,000 and all this inflation in football. But what it also means with the two of them, so for sake of argument, Tanganga signs, you've got Skip and Tanganga come through the youth system. So no no Tottenham as a club, hungry to succeed. And then it goes back to what I was saying, I think on the last episode, but you've got a core there of the two Harrys, Winks and Kane, and then those two. They can force their way in of, of, you know, four players there who know the club. So you brought buy other players in. You've got a load of players there who can teach them about the club and everything like that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think Skip signing's really good, and uh, Tanganga would be good, and Dyer is good, obviously. And I know um, you say you're not bothered, but Arsenal just lost one 0 to Aston Villa, so well, I'm, delighted. I'm delighted. Even if you're not, yeah. yeah. I, th- yeah I, I thought it, I thought it was one all when you kind of uh, made me think no, that my no, point no, was no, a disgraceful no, that me, point. Uh, no, that was that was a, my heart in my mouth. They, they they had a chance where they should have scored, oh, yeah. and then I had another reaction where Villa should have scored, and I said, "I'm shut up after yeah. that." But, but it's just finished. But that puts Watford in the relegation zone, don't they? So it, it, does, it, it would be it, it would be absolutely fantastic for a team, I think, who have been sacking managers left, right, and centre for the last five years to actually go down now, sacking a manager who's basically got him twelfth in the form table since he took over to go down. Yeah, I think it's disgrace. Yeah, it's I just, agree with you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, Villa are an actual club, aren't they? They're a proper club. Yeah, uh, they so are. I, I like to see them stay up. Obviously, well, I mean, I'd rather them stab than Watford now after, yeah. um, as you said, after what they did to. Well, that, yeah. Not, well, I mean, the great Nigel Pearson fan. It doesn't <laughs> matter who it was, but um, yeah, I, I just think yeah, it was a disgrace, really. I think sacking like twenty-three managers a season is just going to cut. It has to come back and bite you at some point. Yeah, and, and, and it's going to be by the look of it. Yeah, well, that that'd be good, but yeah. But I, I put a bet on the uh, game today. I thought that it would be a draw between for Arsenal. I thought it would be like the Lord's Mayor show, you know, after that big, big yeah. win against the City that they'd struggle. But I thought they'd score. But yeah, so I've lost a bet. Yeah, but then it, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for us, like you know. Well, I said we finish above them now, yeah. so um, oh, we have. They, can, they can't. Yeah, we finish above. Oh, them. Right, okay, that's good. Cool. Um, so they can't celebrate their uh, yeah. some tottering day, whatever the hell <laughs> they call it. Um, so they can stick that. That's four years above them. So go yeah. smoke that one, Arsenal fans. Yeah. That, that's again is quite similar to us, I think. The new systems, so inconsistent. So I, I think well, I think yeah. I think next season will show. Just exactly what kind of teams Arsenal and Tottenham are. Chelsea have been inconsistent as well with the new manager and everything, um, but obviously a little bit more consistent. So uh, there's quite a lot of teams who have been inconsistent this season with new systems and stuff like that, who I think next season will obviously be a lot more consistent because they're used to the systems they're playing and new managers and everything like that. It'll be interesting to see. What happens with all of that? Yeah, because Chelsea have lost as many games as us. We've both lost yeah. 11 games. Yeah, well, I can't um, believe it. Liverpool have lost two, I think. Three. And the next, 
three, and the next is yeah. nine. I mean, when when have you ever Man seen? City lost nine. Yeah, when, yeah. When, when when have you ever seen in the Premier League the team who finished second have lost nine games? Well, that's that's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I've, yeah. anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to the only team that matters. So. Loris, I wanted to speak about him. I've been very critical about him. I think quite rightly so, because he did make a, quite a few errors. But apart from it, he had one little flap against Leicester where it was going out and he seemed to try and claw it back in. But other than that, he's looked really good since this restart. Uh, a lot more focused, I think. And I think with, yeah. with, with the Sun incident, it wouldn't surprise me at all if uh, Mourinho has given him not kind of extra responsibilities and like extra leadership responsibilities to really make him feel like the leader? I'm a massive fan of Lloris anyway. Mm. We've had our discussions about him before, but I'm, you know, I'm not surprised at how well he's playing. Mm. Um, and I do think that it could be, like I mentioned before, that they've, they've sort of said to him, don't worry about the bloody kicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not asking you to do that anymore. That's just relieved a bit of yeah, pressure. Just focus on what you're good at. Yeah, yeah just focus on, on your goalkeeping. You're not there. You're not. A, you're not Edison. You're not. You're not another. You know, another defender that we're asking you to play it at the back. That's not your game. Concentrate on what you're good at, um, and he looks back to his best. Hmm. Um, and I think you? I agree with you. That I think even that son this on argument that sort of said to him as well well I, I can't balls up now because mm. <laughs> you know I'm just I'm just <laughs> balled in now um, I'm going to look a bit of a mug if I now drop one of my famous clangers mm. um, but all, honestly all goalkeepers do it they all have these nightmare moments um, mm. it's only because he plays for us that we we know about it and he does slap at balls and he mm. does do it but that's that's just him, and, and I, I honestly believe that he does more good things than he does. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, it's just like you say. It's that age-old thing. A strike. Harry Kane misses a guilt-edged chance. Ten minutes later, he gets another one, wins the game. Goalkeeper misses, yeah. messes up. You lose one nil, and that's what people remember. Yeah, but, of course. But yeah, so it, it's it's a horrible position, really, because there's no real hiding place. Like you win four nil, and Kane misses a sitter. No one remembers Kane missing a sitter because he scored two other goals or the team has run yeah. out easy winners. Yeah. But like a goalkeeper, you lose a game 1 0 because of a clanger. There's no hiding place really, so it's a, it's a bit of a horrible position. But, but yeah, I, I think what was great for me was that there was one bit that the commentators uh, mentioned when Leicester had a corner and they said that. Uh, Loris isn't really good with crosses, so you know they'll put people on him because I think they had people on him, and then they start mentioning it. They put people on him because he's not good with crosses, certainly from corners. So put this under his uh, crossbar, see what he does, and they did exactly that, and he just caught it without any problems. Oh, I thought that was fantastic. Then, like they, they've obviously done that. Like okay, he's, he struggles with this. It's like oh damn it, he's uh, he can do that. What, what do we do now with a corner? And, yeah. and, and, I mean, that would give him a lot of confidence. I don't like the fact he punches it out when he could catch it, but then, you know, you probably count on one hand the goalkeepers that do catch it. That's just become a yeah, thing. They don't anymore. But, yeah, they don't anymore. Yeah, the, 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 the long-range effort from Perez and the Demare Gray free kick were saves that you'd expect him to make. But like, there's been a lot of times in the past where you'd expect him to do things and he hasn't done it and he's made 
or made a pig's ear of it, and he just made it look easy. And then the save from uh, the volley from Perez was oh. unbelievable, really. That was a fantastic save. Yeah. That was, was world class. It, his reactions have always been fantastic. But again, he, he yeah. And th- that kept us in the game. I think that was at 1-0, wasn't it? It was 1-0. Yeah. yeah. That did keep us in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased where he's yeah. playing. And he looks assured. And, and, and I don't think you can underestimate the uh, out of field as well. I think with with a calming defender there who's, who's organising the defensive line, he doesn't necessarily have to organise a defensive line. So again, like like you say, with a kicking taken out, it, it's getting something else out uh, away from him, so he can focus on what he's doing. And uh, yeah, because I, I said we should get a new goalkeeper. Whereas now I'm like, well, see what you know. He, he's if he plays like this, he's good enough, so we'll keep him. Yeah, uh, I, I've always been of the opinion that I don't see we can. I don't see who we can get that's no. better than him. Yeah. Or Obviously, you know, you know we, without spending 60, 70, 80 million on a goalkeeper, I mm. don't see who we can get that's better yeah. than him. I think, He's the best yeah. keeper I've seen at Tottenham, and it's not even close. Mm. It's not even close. Um, he's he's the best keeper that I've seen down there. And, that's, you know, mm. I, I know people would watch Jennings, and I didn't watch it, so I no, can't. No. Or Clement, I didn't watch it, so I can't say that. The first keeper I remember was Eric Torsvit. Who was okay, um, and all the keepers that have been and gone since then. He, Lloris is, but is a country mile ahead of all of them by, by yeah. a million miles. Um, yeah, so, so, you know. so, yeah, so it wasn't that long ago I was saying get another goalkeeper, but now he, he's kind of convinced me round the other way now. Mm. And that's credit to him that you know. I, I think mate, after the World Cup, and then he got done for drink driving, and he completely lost his focus. And it seems he to me. And it seems to me yeah, he's I got think... it back, whether that's just him or Mourinho as well and the combination. But either way, a lot of it is down to him and he deserves credit for that. So I think keep the yeah. keeper now. And then if he can play like that, he looks solid and commanding a little uh, more commanding than he normally does. Uh, yeah, he deserves credit. Question... Yeah, but I can see why people are questioning him. And I agree with you. He, he, after that drink driving thing and everything, there's something going on there, wasn't there? He didn't look mm. the same no. person, the same keeper. Um, he looked nervous. He, looked, he just wasn't. He, he wasn't very good. Just be honest about it. And there was mm. loads of time, loads of mistakes he was making. Yeah. Um, it could even be a Frank LeBeouf situation when he was on. They think he's all over. Like I don't care. I won the World Cup, so it could even be yeah. like I've won the best, biggest thing you can win in football doesn't really matter anymore and then lost his focus and, and got complacent that way could even be something like that but he's, he seems to have got it back now yeah but let's not forget since, you know since he won that World Cup he's got to a Champions League final and he, yeah, and he yeah. saved that penalty against Aguero to help us get there and he made a lot of good saves in that Champions mm, League yeah. run to, to get there um, so I, I don't I don't necessarily buy into that one um, but yeah, maybe there is a bit of that. You know, like, it doesn't get any bigger than the World Cup for your country and being the captain. Yeah. That's that, that. That's never going to be topped, is it? No. How can you top that? Yeah. You can't top that. There's nothing you can do in football that tops that, unless you do it in your own country, and that's not going to happen. <laughs> so he's done the biggest thing you could possibly do in football. Um, so I, I, I accept that perhaps there is a bit of um, well, it's never going to get better than this. Mm. Um, but, yeah, as I say, certainly he did well in the Champions League last season to help get us there. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
He's always had games where he, he bails us out, and but then he follows it up with a clangor where he loses us a game. Uh, that, that save, I, I think it was last year's Champions League, where he, it was a point blank header and he kind of flew across his goal and saved it on the line. Yeah, is that Dortmund? I can't I remember who it was yeah. against, but anyway. I know. Yeah, but, yeah. I know. And, but yeah, now he looks like you know he'll probably drop a clangor against uh, Paris yeah. now, but like. Yeah, he, he, he looks better. But yeah, I, I think it's Mourinho's given him a lot more responsibility. I think he's taken the, the responsibility of the stuff that he's not that good at, like you say, with the kicking away and then maybe a bit of complacency. But if he can play like this for the rest of the next season, we, we've got our quality goalkeeper back. That's it. And we do need to look at, think about replacing him. Because yeah. He's, what, is he 34? Oh, no, he's uh, not that old. I think he's... Only just yeah, thirty. I think, think he's only just thirty. I think he's younger than. No, he I looks. think he's no. I think he's about thirty-four. Oh. Maybe even coming up thirty-five. Um, Mirror, I'm pretty I'm sure. Let me just. Let me have a look. Have a quick look. Well, thirty-three. Maybe thirty-four this year. Oh, right. Thirty-four this year. He's older than um, Yeah, yeah. Maybe two years time. Yeah. Getting young keeper in. Look to groom them to. Look, Get him to learn from Loris, and then he can be brought in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think next season for sure. With you know, if he plays the way that he has been playing, we don't need to strengthen that position. No, yeah. um, we might need to bring in. I think Vaughan will leave. Um, yeah. For me, Gazaniga is okay. Mm, he, he, he's um, be, average, I'd say. Yeah, I wouldn't be comfortable with him if Loris got injured, being our number one keeper. Um, to be honest with you, it is a weird one that he's good with his feet, but you know yeah. he has to give it a confidence with his shot stopping and everything else. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing another reserve keeper come in, like a, like you say, a youngster that could perhaps mm. learn off you. I think. I think. Yeah. I think when Loris goes, you need a, a good keeper in. So I've been a big, big, big uh, sport of Nick Pope. Yeah. And yeah. But would he come? He wouldn't come in to sit on the bench, though. I don't think. No, I mean when um, Loris. Um, when, 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 when we let Loris go because he's too old, yeah. won't be our number one anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dean Henderson is a no go because Man United aren't going to let him go. So, certainly, if De Gea keeps making his clangers, they ain't going to like pass up Dean Henderson. But he's another one as well. I mean, De Gea's only twenty nine. I mean, yeah, we're yeah. saying, you know, Lloris is 33 and he's got another two or three years left in him. Mm. Um, you know, Gare is in his prime, really. Yeah. He's still a young, you know, in, in goalkeeping terms. Well, I don't know he's what, still a young goalkeeper. I don't know what's happened with him because he, he was the best goalkeeper in the world not that long ago. No, and, yeah, then, exactly. and then the World Cup, he started making some clangers, which you thought, Bli- yeah. blimey, is that the same goalkeeper? And then it seems to have... Um, Followed him into the, the the Premier League, and I didn't see the cup semi final, but I heard he made two absolute clangs. The second one was oh, even one worse one. than the first. But yeah, one of them, you, you would have, uh, you would have said. But he made you one actually, against us, didn't he? Against Bergvine. Yeah, well, it was a lot it, worse it, than that. It's ricocheted off. Bergvine's yeah. shot was hard and on target. Yeah, which is what yeah. you're told no. to do as a as a youngster. No. But it, it was straight at him, really. So it should have been. Yeah, but I, I think you know, it's not like we're not doing a Man United podcast, but I think that De Gea will come. I, I think he will come yeah, again. Yeah. 
as I say, he's only 29. Um, he's, he's just sent really his prime, really, for a goalkeeper. So, you know, I I, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to be selling Henderson, though, but he looks really good. Yeah, um, yeah. Really I really like Nick Pope. The, the, uh, as we're recording this now, he's got the most clean sheets in the in the Premier League this season. Mm. He's really 20, 27, I think. He, he, that's his age, not how many clean teams yeah. he's got. He, he's got 15, <laughs> I think. That's brilliant. Yeah, no, yeah. I like him as well. No, uh, no, he I, I looks like, really like commanding, him. and so, yeah. So, when Lois goes, he'd be the one I'd say place him with him. Mm. But, yeah. And yeah. The, the, other, the other player, I think, who. Lacelso, who needs to bulk up, in my view. He, he gets knocked off the ball too much and. and, and he reminds me of Gareth Bale before that season. Before that season, Gareth Bale was wasn't was like getting knocked off the ball and everything like that. Came back from pre-season, looked like you know, like Steve Rogers from Captain America. Like this little weedy kid comes back and he's like all bulked up. And then he wasn't getting knocked off the ball, and then he, he the rest is history. But but also with uh, with Bale, he he was used to playing in the Premier League, so he, he knew that. Whereas Lacelso has come from a completely different league, so it could just be the pace of it. But I like Lacelso, and and like like Tim Cahill was saying, he's making the unselfish runs for Kane there. So he he's making the runs which take defenders away, which in the Leicester game has allowed Mora to pass to Kane and Kane to run into that area, or or Son to run into that area. Lacelso is doing the unselfish work. Like, like I said, it, it's only a matter of time until he scores his first Premier League goal. Um, so I, I, I think he, Jamie Redknapp said as well, <laughs> not that Jamie Redknapp's the uh, the encyclopedia of football or anything, but he, he, he's predicted La Celsa to do big things next season. Well, if Jamie Redknapp said it, then... Um... <laughs> well, yeah, that's, why, that's why the disclaimer is not the encyclopedia. <laughs> but, but, no, but I, agree, I agree with... Mr. Redknapp there, yeah. but I think, um, yeah, I think um, he's definitely he's definitely better than the, what he's showing. I think um, yeah. he has glimpses, doesn't he? And he has yeah. games of absolute yeah. brilliance, but who's yeah. in and out really? Yeah, exactly. Um, but he'll be a massive player for us, I think. I don't, you know, some people get a bit carried away with him, and then I've seen others that that absolutely hammer his, his Twitter. You see people that absolutely love him. You see, oh, isn't that good? And you know, hammer it. But I think next year he's gonna he's gonna be a very good player for us. Yeah. But the, um, yeah. The Leicester game, he didn't really. Yeah, Leicester game, he didn't really get involved. But we'll talk about that in a bit because when you don't have possession, you're not really going to be that involved. But the Newcastle game was really weird for him because the the first twenty minutes it, it was more of getting involved and making the passes and and trying to make things happen. And then more kind of drifted out and Lacelso took over. And then, like five minutes before half time, it switched round again. So he's shown in glimpses of what he can do and good passes, spraying it wide. And, and like Ericsson did, you know, he, he runs back next to Alderville almost. Alderville just knocks it two yards to him and then he, he you know, pings it around. Like Silver from Man City came on today and he literally didn't run, he was just playing easy passes. So he does that quite a bit. Uh, but then you know with Silva, he like a switch, he can just suddenly play a pass that cuts through five defenders. But so he's shown glimpses that he can maybe not five defenders, but he can cut through <laughs> through some defenders and make things happen. But I, I, I definitely think that he, he's a kind of work in progress. 
Um, I don't like his play acting, really. And Kane as well tried to get someone sent off, didn't he? Johnny Evans, by like holding his face when he's literally been brushed in it. And I don't like the play acting, even from our... No, I don't like that. Like, Kane like doesn't need Johnny to do Evans. that. No, Johnny Evans was lucky to, to remain on the, on the pitch, though, to be honest with you. Yeah, not, like, not, not for that, though. He had yellow... Yeah, he no, had no, ye- but not just... It wasn't just that though, Chris. He was doing. It was a lot more. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot more uh, things that he could have got a yellow card for. Yeah. Uh, you're right. I'm not going to defend Kane because he definitely um, was trying to get Johnny Evans to yeah. get that second yellow um, without any question of a doubt. Um, I don't like to see that either. And he doesn't yeah. need to do and that. goes down. down. Yeah. Lacelso goes down easy. I don't like that. But but I think if if he bulks up a bit. I don't think he'll go down as much because I think that the fouls that he goes down really easy for, he'll just brush off. So obviously it's, it's not going to be as easy as it was for Bale because Bale had the the whole break after the season and then pre-season, which um, we're not going to have. We're going to have like six weeks maximum, I guess. But it'd be good to see him go to the go to the gym, bulk up a little bit, and then be able to like um, hold his own. But then. Having said that, we had a little little player called Luka Modric who didn't really bulk up or anything, and then he's won the Ballon d'Or. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, what do I know? But but I, I do think it's just uh, getting adjusted to the Premier League and everything like that. So I think next season, like Redknapp says, could be a big season for him because he, he's had a... He, he's got through his kind of like... Um, baptism of fire of the league and like oh it's all frantic and everything and he he looks a player now and he he looks to be a player in a system but with with the yeah. ability to be able to ping a pass off yeah it does nice this mm. um i just can't wait for next season now to be honest yeah, with you because yeah. it's just to see how it all fits in and um and who else we get in to, to complement that, really? Um, and players like Lacelso, where, you know, if we do get that uh, defensive midfielder, which I'm sure we will, to be to pushing him a bit more forward. Yeah. Um, there's, there's some really good. Um, who does the defensive midfielder replace? Hoiberg comes in, does he replace Sissoko or Winks? I think Sissoko gets some awful stick again um, mm. on social media. Yeah, um, I, I don't know why. I don't know why either. I don't know why. It's because he's not like Messi. He's not Messi who can like do all no, the things I, that Messi can do. It. But you, but you need those players who do the hard work, yeah. who do the dirty work that people work don't want to do. Team. Yeah. He does great work for the team. Then, yeah. So does so does Winks though as well. I think so. Uh, I would probably, I, I would probably, I would probably drop um, Sissoko, hmm. and that's after defending. But I, you know, if you get defensive midfielder in there, that's your specialist position. Um, you don't necessarily need to soak at doing that, but mm. you know, arguably you could drop Winks as well. Mm. Um, but I just think I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd be dropping. Yeah. I'd be dropping both on a kind of rotation. So at home against teams you're expected right. to beat against, you don't necessarily need that massive strength in the middle. Winks can yeah. play away games where it's going to be a bit of a battle. They're not in the league anymore, but the old saying, you know, like a going to Stoke on a wet Tuesday yeah. like yeah. team games like that or against the top teams you need a bit of strength in there so I'd put Sissoko in yeah there's definitely a place for Sissoko yeah. um, or if he can get fit me. again than Dombele which well, yeah, well, I, I'm not sure about him injured again 
I said about Ali, it's a big season for him, and Ali's been there five years now, and Ndombele, not even a year yet. But I hope he can get fit, because he's got some obvious, obvious talent there. It's just nurturing that and then putting it into a system. And, and in the way that we're playing, where we're breaking the ball up, he can then get the ball once we've broken it up and then skim past three players like they're not there. And then with the pace that we've got going forward, we're, we're in business. But again, he, 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 we'll talk about it a bit later because Jose's obviously got a plan on how he wants to play, but it relies on discipline, certainly in the midfield, I think. But I hope he can get back to finish. Well, yeah, we've been saying that for he, he, mm. even when it supposedly he is fit, which Marino said he was at the beginning of, of this after the lockdown. He said he was ready to go, and there was that. It was after United game. He said West Ham will probably play the next game and the game after. Yeah, and we didn't even see him again. No, maybe he's not uh, used to the pace yet, but uh, you'd be playing him a little bit, I think. I think we've seen one cameo from him. I can't remember. I think it might have been against Sheffield United. I can't remember. Maybe yeah, it was, wasn't he? He put the cross in that just went past Kane. Yeah. yeah. And that's all we've seen of him in, mm. in nine games. And, you know, supposedly he's on... I'm not, not that's anything to do with it, but he's meant to be on the same wages as, as, as Kane. Yeah. And you just think, oh, come on, mate, you know. What's yeah. going on? Well, well, you know, wasn't really playing him and, and Mourinho is not. Playing him, it's frustrating, really. I, I, and there's definitely talent. Like you say there's definitely talent in there. He does some things on the ball. You're like, oh wow, this is, you know some of the balls he plays, and he's always got his head up, and he's he's got skill. Um, it's just frustrating, really. I just find it really frustrating that he can't. We can't see him in the, in the team for three or four games doing it, and we only get to see glimpses of it. Mm. Yeah, sir. And Dumbele is a worry because I think certainly the last three games we, we've seen, certainly in the midfield, the way that Jose plays, it's about discipline. I'm not sure he's got that. He, even if his fitness was top-notch and the skills he's got, I, I still don't think he'd get into the team if he didn't have that discipline. No, I agree with you. I agree. Um... He will be one that, if we do let him go, will probably come back and haunt us. Um, But it's certainly something that we might have to look at. Um, Because I think that potentially there's no smoke about fire. And there's a lot of of them rumours circulating from the French media that he's had a bit of a falling out with Mourinho. Um, And then, you know, he's a player that we can get a lot of money for. And if he's not going to play, and he's you know he's not getting on with the manager, then maybe we do have to look to cut our losses. It would be sad because mm. we both said he, you know it looks like a, a real talent. But if he's not, if you don't get to see that talent on the pitch, then there's no point in him hanging around, really. Yeah, such a shame, like you say, because the, the way that Mourinho has played in the last three games, certainly Arsenal and, Leic- and Leicester, is soak up the pressure and then break. And with him, if he gets the ball from a header, a clearance header, you completely can he can take three people out of the game in one move, and you've completely turned from defence into attack. But I'd like to see. It. I, I think you know whatever the preseason is, give him a preseason, try and get him up to fitness. He's still young as well. He's got a lot of pressure, a big move. 
So see what he can do next season. So play him in some friendly games, uh, pre-season games, see if he's got the discipline there. Because, you know, pre-season games, the result doesn't really matter. It's about building fitness up. So you can see if he's um, okay for the system there without it affecting league position or anything like that. season will we'll get some game time but look what, what, what do you think of Mourinho's obviously kind of game plan that's been shown which sit back sacrifice possession I mean absolutely ridiculous there's been Spurs fans who were moaning saying get rid of Poch you know we we want Mourinho in and now Mourinho's in there moaning that we don't have possession but like you know yeah, possession doesn't always win your prizes, does it? You know, you, you can have all the possession that you want. You don't do anything with it. Like Le- Leicester had twenty-four shots. I think Newcastle had similar. But like Newcastle, I can't really remember them creating anything massively clear-cut. And the goal was just a wonderful finish. An error by Orvier to give that chance, but it was a long-range shot. And, and Leicester, they had the. They had a few in the first half, but second second half where they had a lot of chances, I, I can't really remember one of them being clear, clear cut. So, I mean, for me, I'd sacrifice only having like 5% possession if we won 1-0. It's a result of business. But, yeah, and, and it's obviously a game plan that he's got, soak up the pressure, which we look a lot more solid. And a lot more like, uh, with a team spirit. And I, I, I said we, we look like that since the um, lockdown, uh, the, the the restart happened. Man United, I thought we looked a lot more solid than West Ham. And then obviously you've got the odd game here or there where it doesn't work. Sheffield United, but certainly the last three games it looks um, a lot more like a game plan. And, and the, the players are sti- uh, with his um, philosophy there, but. I mean, was your, would you rather we, we played with the way that we're playing now or, or how we played with Pochettino? Um, Obviously, you'd want to play happy happy football and, and attacking football. Yeah. But for me, if we play like this for next season and we win some cups and, and win the league or whatever or, or, or really progress, I couldn't care less how much possession we have. Yeah, so I don't want to play this type of football. I've said it from day one. Would I sacrifice playing this type of football to win games and win things? Mm. Absolutely, I yeah. would. And, you know, I've seen it on Twitter people throwing up games and possession stats to 
the Champions League final, for example, I think we had 67% possession. Yeah. Arteta, isn't he? So he gets like a lot of the media darlings on him. Yeah. Whereas Mourinho yeah. divides opinions, so gets a lot of flack. But I, I quite like it. And, and it's a system, isn't it? Yeah. It's a system that he's doing. It's clearly tactics, and it's working. It's getting us results. Yeah. So I'm not bothered, really. I, I don't think yeah. it's overly boring either, because on the counter we look to break quick, and we look dangerous every time you break. So it's completely different to if you don't really break and you're one of these teams who, who just sit back the entire game, look for a nil-nil. But, like, but who cares if you're winning the match? Exactly, we, yeah. got the job done. we got the job done in 40 minutes against mm. Leicester. We didn't need to do anymore. Yeah. So let them have the ball. Why yeah. are you going to wear ourselves out? Yeah. I mean, you, 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 you could have gone for it in the second half because there's only one game left. But again, it's like, you know that, that game's crucial now, Palace. So what, why bust a gut, you know, and and potentially risk injury or over, or not overburn? What's the uh, burnout? Burnout. Mm. Although <laughs> getting burnout <laughs> when they've had three months off is a bit ridiculous. But. You pick up knocks, can't you? And, and yeah, yeah. do a serious injury and and not be around for the because as we say, there's going to be a very quick turnaround for the start of next season. Yeah, and if um, we, if we do get into the Europa League as well, and we have games on. Like Sunday and Thursday, you know, yeah. you three nil up it at half time. You don't, you you, you want to be playing like this and just okay win the game three nil then, without going for it, and because you've got a game four days later. So, and, yeah, yeah. And what I'd say to any fan who, uh, oh, we're so boring to watch, it's awful. Is if you think that, go and find a DVD of. Any game where we were managed by Jack Santini at the end, you'll see what boring is like. Because I think we played five games, we conceded none, and we scored one. I think that was from a corner or a free kick. It wasn't from open play. And we, we were so boring then to watch. We were so, so defensive. We're defensive now with, with a system in place. But there is a threat going forward on the counter. But my only concern would be, like I said earlier, against the teams who do sit back and don't really attack us, the counter kind of doesn't really work there. But then you'd think that's where people like the Celso would get space and be able to ping the ball left to right, tire the other team out. And then you've got someone like a Kane and Son who give them a chance will score goals. 
Mourinho's been brought in for, isn't it, to win? Yeah. Doesn't matter how you win, as long as you win. No, I don't care. I don't care anymore. I just want to bloody win things. If he can, if he can do that, then all the the more power to him. I don't really care how we get there and how we do it. We can cheat our way to bloody do it. I just want to bloody (laughs) do it now. Yeah, I'd love to know the percentage of the people who were saying we need to get rid of uh, Pochettino and bring Jose in, who are now saying this is so boring to watch. I'd love to know the. Percentage of the people saying how boring it is were ones who wanted him in. Because yeah, I never it, wanted him in, and I never I wanted Pochettino to go, but he is in now. Yeah, and that's well, I knew what his style was before he came in, and I know that yeah. he's a winner. Yeah. So I'll get behind him. I'll get mm. behind the manager and and everything else, and mm. I'll, I'll jump on board with it. Mm. Um, yeah. It's better than I I thought it would be because I I thought he'd just completely destroy us, which. It, time may tell that he does that, but at the moment it looks like we've been saying as well that he's got a way of playing. The players seem to be uh, uh, responding to that, and it seems to be working. In the last three games, obviously, you, you can't really judge if a system's working on three games, but compared to the previous like three games, it's it's been like chalk and cheese. So the, the Palace game will be interesting. There's a team who don't really have anything to play for, really. I, I think they're like 13th or something like that, aren't they? But they're, they're not going to get relegated. They're not going to get in Europa League. No. Um, they'll obviously want to go out with, a, with a, a bit of a bang in their last game. So they'll attack us. So again, I, I expect us to be solid, compact in the middle, restrict them to maybe long-range chances or half chances, uh, and then try and ping them on the counter. Yeah, that's what we'll do. And um, as you say, they haven't got much to play for. They will want to win their last mm. home game, although there's no fans there. Yeah. Um, you know, we can't finish any lower than seventh now. No. Um, so we just got to go for it, really. I mean, Wolves, they've got Chelsea, uh, um, Stamford Bridge. Chelsea might need to win that to guarantee Champions League football. We need to go out. We need to get the win, really. Yeah. We can't rely on others. Um, but you know Chelsea will need to potentially they've got Liverpool tomorrow haven't they um, yeah. if they slip there against Liverpool um, Leicester and Man United can get the Champions League spots with a draw um, um, yeah if Chelsea don't win so if Wolves beat Chelsea and Leicester and Man United draw they'll be all on 63 points but the goal difference by Leicester and Man United is so superior to Chelsea's they're on 28 and uh, Chelsea got 15 um, so Chelsea potentially are going to need to win that game so we've got a real chance of finishing sixth yeah. Um, I, 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 think, yeah, I think that would be a good end to the season obviously we had two chances against Chelsea to win that and we're in fourth so really sixth is still a, a, a disappointing season but from where, where we were before this restart it's a good start and I think if we can win against Palace 
it's not going to be a massive pre-season, so it's still going to be in the players' minds that they're, they're, they've won four in the trot, undefeated in five. So you'd, you'd think they'll have a bit of confidence going into the new season there. Hmm. If we finish on in sixth place from where we were, um, we'll finish on 61 points. Um, not that far off, um, not that far off a, a Champions League place. Hmm. And, you know, I don't really care. I, I, I bang on about it, but I think VAR stitched us up since this lockdown. I don't care what anyone says. I think that Bournemouth game is a fucking disgrace. Well, that goal that was disallowed. That that was a potential another two points. That 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 may well have cost us Champions League. Yeah, but if we get if we if we get that win against Palace, that six wins, two draws, and a loss. Yeah. you know, I'd, I'd have snapped your hand off. I would have snapped your hand off with, um, on, on that um, at the start of these nine games. That's a that's a fantastic um, that's a fantastic run for me, and I think Mourinho and the team will deserve credit. We all want to finish in the Champions League places, but if we if we somehow manage to finish sixth, I'll, I'll be happy enough with that. I'll, I'll say that that's um, with everything that's happened with the Pochettino sacking. And everything else, we've got. To, we've got to say that's a, that's a fairly decent season, yeah. and, I'll be, and I'll be happy with yeah. that. And, and you can't underestimate form at the end of the season. I think, like, I don't know how many points we've picked up since this lockdown. But if, you, if the last five games, if if we win against Palace and win well, that's uh, four wins and a draw out of five. Uh, you know, go into the next season all buzzing and all confident. You know, and there was a certain team as well. And, and I, you know, I, I'm not jumping the gun here, so just bear with me. Like there was a certain team that at the end of a season won seven out of nine games, and that little team was called Leicester City, who then ended up going on an unbelievable run because their confidence was sky high at the start of the season and never waned. And they won the league, so I'm not saying we're going to win the league if we beat Palace, but you, you can't underestimate the power of, of confidence and, and going on a good run. And, you know, well, we've got a better manager. We've got yeah. a better manager than them and we've got a better team than Leicester. Yeah. But, but even then, that just shows the the power of it because you know they've got a team that were average or they were seen as average and they, they've come into the season all, all fired up and all, all in a good mood and, and they've just ended up starting off the season as, with a bang and they never looked back. So, it, you know, they, they always say, don't they, it's not how you start, it's how you finish, but a good start bloody helps. Yeah, as I say, if we beat Palace, which I think we will, I really hope we do, I think uh, all credit to the, the team, they've, they've, done, they've done fantastic. Yeah. Um, we've had a few little dodgy games, um, but we can't do, you can do much better than what we have done. No. Um, so I, I certainly won't be complaining if we finish sixth. I think no. that'd be, be be a good um, from where we were before the lockdown, Chris. I was yeah, we were like ninth or me or eighth or something like that. Yeah, we were we were and we had all them injuries. Um, yeah. It just shows you know once he gets everyone back um, and everything else that he has got a plan. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all, all the power to him if he finishes sixth. Brilliant, well done. Um, I, there's no point moaning about it. Um, it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. I definitely think uh, if we can beat Palace, then it really bodes well for next season. But speaking of next season, what, what do you think the fans will make when they're allowed back in the stadium if we're playing against teams and allowing them 
70 odd percent possession. Like Jamie Redknapp mentioned it that the fans won't be happy. Uh, Jermaine Genus then mentioned it as well, but then said, but um, the fans will see what it gets. Was that, the fans will see. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. um, you're never going to please everyone. But... Well, that's the minority, though, isn't it? But like, in terms yeah. of the majority, like Jermaine Genius said, that the fans won't be happy if that's happening, but they've seen it gets results, so they'll let him off a little bit. And from what the government are saying, fans to go back into stadiums from October if uh, the pilots work out, and uh, there's talks about the season starting in the middle middle of September, so there'll still be a period next season where. There's no fans in stadiums, potentially. And then even after that, maybe half. Reduced capacity, certainly. So what do you think the fans' reaction will be if um, we play Leicester and Arsenal again next season and then uh, they have more chances, more possession? Do you think it'll be, OK, well, we've got a system we've, we've got a system to play here so we know the system works? Or do you think it's get the ball and keep the ball? I think the majority would be delighted if we beat um, Arsenal 2-1. Not necessarily if we beat them in terms of uh, if we're playing them and then we're letting them have all the chances and the possession. Obviously, you don't if know... We're winning, that, yeah, if, you, we're winning, if we're winning the games, I don't see that there's going no. to be any issue in it. No. If it's 0-0... You could have a different story depending on where you are in the league, isn't it? Yeah, but do, do, do you think... Do you think Jermaine Genius's comments would come true there, where the fans would be, well, we know the system that we're playing, we know it works, um, we'll stick with it, we won't boo, we won't do this, we won't do that, we'll see how it goes? Or do you think it would be like, this is Tottenham, we should be playing proper football, we shouldn't be gifting them possession? If we start the season and we're not winning games and we're playing like that and there's fans in the stadium, it's not going to be good. No. If we're getting the wins and playing like that, and we're doing well in the league, then I don't think there's going to be a problem. It no. really just depends what the results are. I don't think if we play like we did against Bournemouth and we don't, we don't win, and we do that for a few games, I, I think it's not going to be good. No. It's as simple as that. It's not going to be good. But if we if we win, then it's a completely different story. That's why that's, mm. we're all bloody fickle. As I said, I was at the verge after the Bournemouth game thinking this, this really isn't going to work. Yeah. I can't see this work. I mean, and then uh, in, in, in a week, a week and a half or whatever, I'm 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 on board with it, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm I'm a bloody hypocrite. Um, <laughs> but that's just that's just, yeah. that's just how I, that's just being totally honest. And, and I said to you before, it's the same with any football fan because I can guarantee the Arsenal fans were saying about uh, Arteta when we beat them the other week. They'd have been saying the same. Then they go and beat Liverpool. Um, by playing crap football, capitalised on two mistakes, having no possession, and then they've just gone and beat Man City in the FA Cup final, yeah. and everything's rosy again, even though they lost tonight. That's just the way it goes. Um, we're no different, mm. they're no different. Um, so, you know, yes, let's jump on board, let's hope that we can win something next season. Um, and, and the style of it, regardless, I don't care. Let's yeah. just get a bloody try. Yeah, because I was the same opinion as you. I thought Pochettino deserved the chance to turn it round. Uh, I didn't want Mourinho in, but then we got him in. So then you support your manager, don't you? Like absolutely. And and you know that that's the way you know. And it's it 
it's not. A, it wasn't like a you know place a bet. There's a lot of options. How's Mourinho going to play? Because you know how he's going to play. But you know you can't argue with his CV, can you? I mean, how many trophies is he? He's like almost thirty or something. Stupid, isn't it? Like. So yeah, so you can't argue with it. But like the the only thing that was really annoying at the start was that he quite clearly didn't have the players that fitted into his system, or he did, but they were so used to another system that they weren't sure how how to be in this current system. Which now it certainly looks like they're adopting to that, and we we look like a team. We're, we're, we're not there yet, obviously, but we're really looking like a team now that is a Mourinho team. Yeah. And, 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 and that's not a bad thing. That, that's basically saying we're looking like a, a, a solid team now. But well, we've been impressed since the Bournemouth game, the reaction of the players and what the manager has said. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with, with how things have gone. And, yeah. You know, I, I can't... I can't say any more than that. He's, I think he's done, yeah. a, he's done a job, really. Yeah. Apart from that, the, the Sheffield United and the Bournemouth game, since the lockdown, we don't, couldn't ask for any more, really. No. And I, I can't remember when these Chelsea teams, if they, if they allowed teams to have as many shots as we're allowing, but they had better players at that time than we've got at the moment, bar, bar in some players, like Kane and Son, for example. But I, I, I can't remember how many chances they allowed the other team to have. But I think in his first, yeah, in his first spell, he again he got the opportunity to bring in who he wanted to bring. He brought in Carvalho, didn't he, and um, Ferreira right back. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, Macale- did he bring Macalady? Macalady. Um, brought him in. No, I think I think it was. It could have been. Yeah. It could have been yeah, Again, that 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 points to the fact that if we get this Hoiberg in. You know, because was unbelievable. Like, there's no way that Hoiberg's going to be his level, but no. absolutely unbelievable McAlealy in that just yeah. kind of it's like a midfieldish sweeper kind of sister. Like, yeah, but yeah. So I think if we can get Hoiberg in or someone like that, I think we'll then start to see the chances. The opposition have diminished. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's crucial uh, position for the way that he plays football, isn't it? Yeah, but, so. but he said after the Leicester game uh, in the second half uh, they had a lot of chances, but we were in control. And I think I, I, I honestly can't remember them having a clear cut chance. No, as I said, I, I, in I didn't that second out, half, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't come away from that game and and think oh we got lucky there yeah I really didn't I didn't think oh we got lucky there um, I just think we got the job done we were clinical when we had chances uh, we had a world class striker who put away two great goals um, got a bit lucky on the first goal with a deflection but maybe mm. it might have got in from some anyway um, but we just got the job done and, and mm. said okay well you, you can have the ball we don't need the ball we've, we've, we've done our job You what are you going to do mm. with it yeah. I looked, I looked fairly solid, really. As you say, there was no real chances where you said, oh, actually, they missed a sitter there. The, the best chance they sort of had was Perez, which was a great volley. He couldn't have hit that any cleaner. And it was just a world-class save for Marquinhos. Yeah. So. And, yeah. and the other thing, I think, as well, is that certainly the last two games, Newcastle and uh, Leicester, not so much Arsenal, because the Arsenal goals that we scored 
The first one was a complete defensive error, and then the other yeah. one was a, a corner goal. But yeah. certainly in the Newcastle and Leicester, it was ruthlessness uh, and breaking quick. So that could even say to teams who obviously teams and managers look at uh, uh, tapes of um, previous games of the opposition that don't attack them too much because if we lose the ball, they'll break and are likely to score. But like Leicester don't really know anything else. And Brendan Rodgers' teams generally don't really know anything else other than to attack. But yeah, I'm pleased with it. And like like I say, as long as we keep winning, it doesn't matter how we play, really. And I'm on board with that as well. That's my yeah. I'm back to the second. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think it would matter to Jose either if sixty thousand people were booing him. If we were winning, he'd just still stick with his philosophy anyway because it's won him, you know, a couple of dozen trophies and probably a few more. So he wouldn't really care. But yeah, again, like to, to all the people who are moaning that we're boring to watch, watch some Jack Santini games that we were managed by him by because they were just tedious beyond belief. Well, we you can watch AVB. You can watch AVB as well because he yeah. wasn't that much better. There no, but like, games that were boring under AVB as well. Yeah, but at least we had Bale there, so a bit, a bit of excitement. But Jack Santini, I mean, anyone who's suffering with insomnia should be watching some of them because that would send you right off. I, Absolutely. I my first. Uh, oh. my, my first season with a season ticket. Which was <laughs> oh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's where Mourinho, um, right. Mourinho, I think we had Chelsea's second game and that's where he invented they parked the bus. That's where that term yeah, comes yeah. from. <laughs> so, but, yeah. I think we drew one all with Liverpool with the first game. That was my first uh, game as a season ticket. I yeah. drew 1-1. Um, yeah, so I, I can certainly uh, testify to... Yeah, so I, it's just yeah. I mean, there was no attacking threat really from anyone in that team, and that was the way that we played. We had people like Defoe in the team and Modric, and yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, yeah. again, I, I'm looking forward to next season, and hopefully, we can win this game against Palace, give ourselves some uh, confidence going into the next season. It's a big game. It's a big game against Palace. We need to win. Yeah. Um, as I say, if we do, we could get lucky and we could finish sixth. Mm. Uh, if not, we definitely finish seventh. So, yeah. and then we're relying on um, yeah. on Chelsea to potentially do us a favour. But you know, yes, yeah. yes, just wait and see. It's that age-old thing: just win your games, do what you need That's to it. do, and then That's you it. don't worry about anyone else. You just see what happens uh, when you're in that dressing room. I'm sure we'll be saying that to them as well. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be saying that. You just win your games. Just win the well, you've got one game, let's go get it done, and then we'll see what happens from there. Yeah. And what's the betting as well? Like, the, 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 quiz question for you, I'm sure you know the answer. Do you, do you know the only player who's scored in every month uh, of, the, of the year? Yeah. <laughs> but, but for anyone who doesn't know, I'll finish the question. I've started, so I'll finish. Uh, there's only one player who's scored in every month of the year in the Premier League, and obviously that's this season because... You know, it's been delayed, and that's Kane. He scored in every month of the year in the Premier League, and the only player to do so. So he's on 21 goals now, I think. I think Sterling, after his two today, is on 21 or two. I think the highest one is something like 24, 25. <laughs> What's the betting that Kane goes on a mad spree, scores four or five, wins the golden boot from out of nowhere? 
It won't happen because there's a lot of people who have to score zero goals. But it, you know, I don't know whether I don't know whether that's um, Premier League goals though. Yeah, I think. I think oh, oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I think um, Kane got seventeen Premier League goals. Oh, right. Okay. Um, Vardy's got twenty-three. Ings twenty-one. Oh, right. Um, so you know, oh, maybe not then. Yeah, you wouldn't put it past Kane, but I can't see him getting. Yeah, I think I think I think you're right because they're talking. He scored more than twenty goals in each season, but yeah, that must just be all competition. Yes, he's got seventeen Premier League goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. But from from the amount of time he's had off, um, yeah, it's, it's still League, unbelievable, it's isn't a, it? Really, it is when you consider we used to have the foe who we all raved about because he was a great player. Mm. Very rare. I don't think. I think he may have only scored more than twenty once. Yeah. To get to, for Kane to get 17 and we look at that and go oh you know that's an in and out season for him that's a fantastic return yeah um, it's just a testament to him really how good he is um, yeah he just continues to do it so you know hopefully fingers crossed he can go next season and stay fit um, he can easily he can easily get 30 goals a season if he stays fit that's yeah. not a problem at all for him no Okay, so that, that's it for this week. A uh, longer episode this time, co- covering two games and points from those games and players and points from those games. Um, thanks again, Mark. Uh, got one more game left, so have you on uh, uh, for the after the Palace game? That's kind of a view of the season. Yeah, yeah, I look forward to that. Hopefully, with uh, another three points. Yeah, uh, six place finish. And then, and then, yeah, and then. Uh, as uh, transfer stories begin to happen, we'll do some more episodes looking at those and then looking forward to the next season. Um, so, yeah, so hopefully we can beat Palace. Um, and then, uh, you know, four wins on the trot at the end of the season, going to the next season full of confidence. So uh, until the next time, come on, you Spurs, and let's beat Palace. <laughs>